0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This Gospel reading is frightening. I don't know if it frightens you, but it frightens me. You have to really pay attention to what is happening in this Gospel reading, And whenever I I hear it or when I read it, I have to ask myself, who am I like? Am I the rich man in the story, in the parable? Or am I Lazarus? Am I poor? This gospel is not only about material wealth, although that is the example that is used by Christ. You have a very rich man. He's dressed in very expensive clothing. Only rich people wore purple at this time because the color purple was very difficult to obtain. You had to boil snails and all kinds of things had to be done. They learned this from the Egyptians. So to wear something purple was very uh, rare. It tells you how rich the man was for the time. Of course, you could get purple anytime now. But back then, it was... Uh, Very uh, difficult. So that's why Christ points that out. He includes that little detail. He was clothed in purple and fine linen. Even linen was difficult to find. Most people wore some kind of rough fabric. Linen, which is soft and nice, nobody wore except the very rich. And I think to myself, well, I wear comfortable clothes all the time. You're wearing very comfortable clothes right now, aren't you? Yes. And it's cheap to buy. You go down to Target, wherever you want to go, or you go to a fancy place. You could have any kind of clothing you want. Spend as much as you want on it. We are very rich, aren't we? And he feasted sumptuously. I love that word, sumptuously. That means he gorged himself every day or he ate very, very delicious food. It wasn't about simply uh, satisfying his hunger. No, he specifically picked foods that tasted good. He decided what he wanted to eat. Again, very different for most people at the time simply wanted to stop the pain of hunger in their stomach. So they ate bread, they made little lentils, or some you know, raw vegetables, anything to stop the hunger. But this man, he enjoyed spices, fried foods, baked foods, you name it, sumptuously. And again, that's most of us, isn't it? we are very selective about what we eat. It's not enough that we simply satisfy our hunger. We have our (laughs) certain dishes we like, and that's what we prefer. Or we could spend all kinds of money at any restaurant all over town. So again, it seems to me we are a lot like the rich man, more than the poor man. I don't say this to make us feel guilty or to point out that somehow, you know, we are uh, on the wrong track. But we have to be aware of it a little bit. Because all around us, all around this church, there are many Lazaruses. In fact, I met one um, on Friday. I met one on Friday, Friday morning. His name was Lazarus. His name was Ishmael which means, in Hebrew, God hears. And this man was four days out of jail. I don't know what he was in jail for. It didn't matter. But he's out. And he was trying to charge his phone from the outlet out here in our parking lot. There's an outlet. He was trying to charge his phone, his cell phone, and I pulled into the parking lot and he saw me, and of course he was embarrassed, and he said, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go. I said, That's okay. You could charge the phone. That reminded me of the crumbs that fell from the master's table in the gospel reading. Right? That's kind of similar. He's out there charging, trying to charge his phone. leftovers from what we have, our little outlet out there. Anyways, I got to know him a little bit, and this is a man who's just trying to get by, trying to rebuild his life. He has a family, he has children, he has a wife. He's just at rock bottom. Rock bottom. Nowhere to stay tonight. He was released from jail and just straight into the street. There's no transition help. There's no housing. There's nothing. And again, He recognized that he is to blame for where he is in life, but he was in tears about how hard it is just to live, just to live one day at a time, like Lazarus. He's at the gate of the poor man. He just wants a little bit of crumb so he can survive. And this man was wounded, clearly, by... The choices in his life by everything else, just as Lazarus was wounded, and the dogs came and licked his wounds, it says. So we have this great contrast. And by the way, that man, we we tried to help a little bit and and, uh, sent him on his way, Uh, but it just made me think that uh, how rich we indeed are and how all around us, when I drive around Vallejo, and I see people, and I, you, and I know you do as well, and you wonder, what is happening with these people? Who is helping them? There are programs, and there are people helping. And this church, our church, helps as well. But I think we can do more. And I want us to do more, and we will do more. But this gospel lesson again has to make us think, if we are rich in our clothing and in our food and uh, in our homes and, and all our luxuries, that's not a wrong thing. Okay? Those are blessings from God. And many of us work very hard to obtain those. So don't get the wrong idea that it's somehow sinful to be rich. That is not not the case. What is sinful is to be rich and insensitive to the poor. God gives us blessings and wealth and he wants to see what we're going to do with it. If we just hoard it for ourselves and only take care of ourselves and our bodies and our, our own desires and pleasures, then we are stealing from God because He gave it to us to give to others. He gave it to us so that He could use us to be Him for others, to love and share and give and help others. But there's another kind of poverty, right? So if a person who is rich well, is wealthy in these ways, in a material way, But he's poor spiritually because he does not approach money in the right way. He does not share it in the right way. And all he thinks about is pleasing myself with my money. So he's rich materially, but he's poor spiritually. On the other hand, someone like Lazarus is poor materially, has got nothing, yet he's very rich spiritually. Which one is better? Which one do you want? Lazarus. Lazarus. Maybe something in the middle, huh? Maybe a balance. Do both. Not one or the other, but both. But we see how the story ends. Lazarus is taken up by the angels into the bosom of Abraham. And that means God the Father. And the rich man ends up in hell. And that's another very important message in this Gospel, one of the few where we get a glimpse into the afterlife. And remember, this is Christ speaking, telling us what the afterlife will be like, the next world, and what our souls will experience. Either and love of God and comfort and peace and life or hell torment anguish it's interesting because the rich man even though he's in hell still doesn't get it he's still ordering people around he's ordering Abraham around he's ordering Lazarus around it's really remarkable what does that tell you It tells you that unless we change now in this life, unless we confess, unless we repent, unless we work on improving, that state we're in will be with us forever. That is your hell. Your anger now, your pride now, your lust now, your greed now, your lack of forgiveness now, if we do not let go of that, that will be your hell. You will take that with you forever. That's what the gospel says. We have one life. One life to change, to become like Christ, to be rich in the virtues of, and the virtues come from the Holy Spirit. The virtues are love, peace, kindness, gentleness, self control, chastity, faith. That is what we are here to grow in. That is why this church exists. That is why you come to liturgy to be healed, to be changed to become someone new. You have to do your part and God will do his part. He's given us everything we can. He can give us. As he says to the rich man, they have Moses, they have prophets, and we even have Christ who rose from the dead. We have more than the rich man has. In fact, we have this beautiful church. We have priests. We have the liturgy. We have the saints. We have the sacraments. So many things God gives us. And we are here to take advantage of them. That is the Christian life. To take advantage of God's blessings, God's help, so that we can be transformed and renewed And that when we go on to the next life, our souls will be embraced by God in heaven and not in torment in hell. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.